Hello, I'm Kim Brown, president of JNBA Financial Advisors in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast being recorded on March 22nd, 2021. A new emergency relief package, the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, signed into law just over a week ago, outlined payments to individuals and funding for federal programs to support the ongoing ramifications of the pandemic. Today, our conversation will focus on some key provisions of the act that directly impact individuals, families, and businesses, including changes to the U.S. tax season for the second year in a row. I am joined today by my colleagues, Elise Houston, Advisory Services Manager and Leader of JNBA's Financial Planning Committee, and David Webb, Director of Investment Management and Leader of our Investment Committee. Both Elise and David, along with our team, actively discuss planning and investment strategies with individuals and families to help them achieve their personal goals. Thank you so much for joining me today, Elise and David. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, excited to be here and discuss it. Elise, before we talk in detail about some of these changes with the new act, what is the latest information on the 2020 tax filing deadlines? Great question, Kim. So the IRS announced last week that the federal tax filing deadline has been pushed back to May 17, 2021 for individual taxpayers. Later that same week, Minnesota announced that they would do the same and push the tax filing deadline for individual taxpayers to May 17. The IRS and Minnesota have also pushed the deadline for any 2020 tax owed to May 17 without incurring any penalties or interest. The IRS intends to release additional guidance soon, which may include pushing the date for first quarter estimated tax payments to May 17th, because as of right now, those are still due on April 15th. Um, there's also speculation that they will extend the tax filing deadline for some trusts or businesses. We will continue to keep our clients up to date as things continue to change. Elise, I know there were many provisions that were passed within this new act and a great deal of information to understand. But will you share with us the highlights as you see them? Of course. So Kim, as you mentioned earlier, the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 was signed into law on March 11th. This is a $1.9 trillion emergency relief package that includes payments to individuals and funding for federal programs, vaccines and testing, state and local governments and schools. It is intended to assist individuals and businesses during the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and accompanying economic crisis. There were many provisions included within the relief package, but today we're going to talk about the recovery rebates or stimulus checks, changes to taxation of unemployment benefits in 2020, and the enhanced child tax credit for 2021. So one key piece of the American Rescue Plan is a third round of stimulus checks that are officially called 2021 recovery rebates. This is meant to be an advance receipt of a 2021 income tax credit. The rebate amount will be calculated based on 2019 tax returns filed or 2020 tax returns if they were filed and processed by the IRS at time of determination towards eligibility. The amount of the recovery rebate is $1,400 per eligible individual, which includes not just taxpayers themselves, but also any dependents of the taxpayer. So a married couple filing a joint tax return with two kids in elementary school would be eligible to receive a recovery rebate of $5,600. 
The recovery rebate will start to phase out though for anyone with adjusted gross income exceeding $75,000 or $150,000 if they're married and filing a joint tax return. And then this piece is also completely phased out when you have adjusted gross income of $80,000 or $160,000 for married individuals filing a joint tax return. So if your eligibility is being calculated on your 2019 tax return, but you know your income was lower in 2020, this reduction in income would potentially allow you to receive a 2021 recovery rebate at the time that you file that 2020 tax return. And finally, as I mentioned before, the 2021 recovery rebates are an advance receipt of a 2021 income tax credit. So if your income's lower in 2021 than it was in either 20, 2019 or 2020, and then makes you eligible for the recovery rebate, this credit would then be applied to your 2021 income tax return. Um, another key provision pertained to unemployment benefits. So the American Rescue Plan extended current unemployment benefit assistance, and it also made the first $10,200 per spouse for joint returns of unemployment benefits non-taxable for the 2020 tax year if the taxpayer's modified adjusted gross income was less than $150,000. So if you've already filed your 2020 tax return and claimed unemployment income on that return, you may need to file an amended return to be able to benefit from this change through the um, unemployment provisions. The last provision I wanna to touch on today is the enhanced child tax credit. So for 2021, the credit amount increases from $2,000 to $3,000 per qualifying child. And actually for children that are under the age of six, it increases even further to $3,600. The American Rescue Act also makes 17-year-olds um, eligible as qualifying children for 2021. The credit amount in excess of that standard $2,000 per qualifying child is subject to its own phase-out based on your income. So the thresholds are $150,000 for joint filers and $75,000 for single filers. So each $1,000 that a taxpayer exceeds those thresholds, the enhanced child tax credit amount would be reduced by $50. These phase-out ranges, though, do not impact the standard child tax credit amount of $2,000. So the regular $2,000 per qualifying child tax credit that we would receive continues to be phased out at its own levels. So again, for every $1,000 a taxpayer exceeds these thresholds, the credit would be reduced by $50. Um, but the standard phase-out thresholds are $400,000 of adjusted gross income for joint filers and $200,000 for single filers. So I know we went over a lot of numbers and nuances today, um, so please do consult your JNBA advisory team if you have any questions, or take a look at a recent blog post that we shared on our website that details these provisions and many others um, as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. David, can you share with us how the new stimulus might potentially affect the market and investors? Well, uh, Elise did a great job of addressing a lot of the individual components. And so the big picture is really that this $1.9 trillion in relief is quite a bit of money, and it brings the cumulative pandemic stimulus to be uh, right now about more than triple what we saw during the global financial crisis of 2008. Um, and right now, markets do appear a little worried that this could suggest a more permanent shift in the way that Congress spends. 
Uh, as many of you might recall, global central banks have talked ad nauseum and have pointed out to governments that moving forward, fiscal actions might become the preferred response to crises in times like this when interest rates are already so close to zero. So uh, what we're observing in the market right now is this bill is really stoking some fears among market participants that inflation is going to accelerate, maybe get a bit out of control. Um, that remains to be determined. Uh, what we do know is all this money is likely to flood into the economy as households are currently sitting on a record two trillion in excess savings over the past year because many people have been able to save their stimulus checks if they have not been laid off and spending has been reduced as people haven't been able to travel and do the things that they normally would. So we're expecting a wave of pent up demand uh, to be unleashed just as this additional stimulus is, is entering into the economy and the economy's reopening. And with that, we're starting to see economic forecasts being revised for faster economic growth. And so now markets appear to be spec expecting real growth on the order of six to 7% uh, this coming year. So the JMBA Investment Committee really has determined that this stimulus brings with it four major implications. Uh, the first would just be that the recent round of stimulus is going to make the recovery a little bit better for the value and small cap stocks that are really comprised of companies that have been most exposed to the economic impacts of the virus. And many of these stocks were priced cheaply because of that exposure. The second point would be that if inflation does begin to accelerate, there would likely be a, a negative impact on the dollar, uh, which is why we've begun to favor international stocks, some floating rate bonds, and even commodity producers. And we've been doing that for several months now. And it's just beginning to gain the respect from Wall Street. And so you're seeing other investors begin to rotate into these areas. Third, the other major question would be, how, how are we going to pay for all this? And uh, we do expect that taxes will go up modestly on corporations, as well as some of the highest income earners in order to pay for some of the stimulus. And then finally, since it will take some time to know if the inflation blip we're likely to see later this year will prove to be transitory and just related to the reopening and the fact that prices were depressed a year ago, or if it will become something a bit more permanent and at a higher level than what we've seen over the last couple of decades, we really won't know uh, if this is going to be temporary or permanent for some, for some time. And so uh, what we're most likely to witness is that this uncertainty around uh, the level of inflation on a more sustainable basis is going to weigh on some of the areas like growth stocks and bonds. And we'd expect to see some higher than normal volatility in these areas until the issue is settled. Thank you, David and Elise, for sharing these insights and this timely information. And thank you very much for listening today. I hope you'll visit JNBA.com and tune in to our other podcasts. Thank you for your continued trust in JNBA, not just as your financial advisor, but also as your advocate. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You can find our contact information at JNBA.com. Important disclosure information. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA Financial Advisors, Inc., or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in the podcast, will be profitable, equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. 
JMBA is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from JMBA. Please remember that it remains your responsibility to advise JMBA in writing if there are any changes to your personal, financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to your investment advisory services. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of the engagement. Please see important disclosure information at www.jmba.com backslash disclosure.